second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 the new living translation for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and self-discipline bible before breakfast mildred kingsley here this week we're still talking about emotions and it seems like there's such a lot to talk about last week we talked about anger we talked about grief and this week we're pressing into something that seems to press on all of us i don't think i know anyone who hasn't experienced fear of some sort fear at some point in your life fear of something fear of someone or fear of something happening or something not happening and it may be imagined or real but fear happens to even the best of us now today let's look at how jesus dealt with fear and interestingly i believe that jesus encountered fear a lot of times or at least things that should have brought him fear and to truly understand some of this we also have to look at some of the people in jesus's life who also must have encountered fear and how they reacted to it let's jump quickly to matthew chapter 14 and i'll read to you verse 22 to 33 and i'll read the new king james version immediately jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray now when evening came he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary now in the fourth watch of the night jesus went to them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a ghost and they cried out in fear but immediately jesus spoke to them saying be of good cheer it is i do not be afraid and peter answered him and said lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water so he said come and when peter had come down out of the boat he walked on the water to go to jesus but when he saw that the wind was boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried out saying lord save me and immediately jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him oh you of little faith why did you doubt and when they got into the boat the wind ceased then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying truly you are the son of god now this is such an amazing read and there's so many things we can pack from it but i've noticed that a lot of times we focus on just a few things in the story Sometimes we talk about Peter's boldness in asking Jesus to allow him come on the water with him. Sometimes we ask we we ask ourselves 
are we Peter or are we the other disciples? Sometimes it's just the focus of keeping your eyes on Jesus. That's the part of this narrative that we fix our eyes on. But today I want you to look at this story very closely. And let's see why Peter was afraid. And let's see how Jesus dealt with it. And let's see how the other disciples dealt with it. There were three main characters in the story. The first thing that I noticed is that there were many disciples in the boat. So it wasn't just Peter who was in that boat. The Bible says that Jesus made his disciples. So possibly the 12 or maybe even more. All of them were in the boat. And he asked them to go to the other side while he did the closing part of the service you know packing up getting talking to people after service healing a few here and there getting people to clear up the sound getting people to clear up the the food um he he really got into it so he sent them on ahead of him and when he has sent the multitude away he decided to go and pray so obviously this is one of jesus's major secrets he was a person who loved to pray and he would spend time with his father alone but that's not what this is about today and so when evening came and he was alone he decided to go and meet his disciples and by this time the boat was in the middle of the sea so what does that mean it means that there was no going back they were right in the middle it would take them the same amount of time energy and faith to go backward as it would take them to go forward and sometimes i think that we're in that place in our lives where we're in the middle god has given us an assignment we have gone too far from where we used to be but we're not far enough to get to where we should be so we're right in the middle and that can be a very scary place because you don't know whether to go back or to go forward and so they were right there in the middle of the sea and the bible says that they were tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary and the wind here for me can represent your life the things that are happening in your life can be contrary to what God has said to you. And that, I think, is what made them afraid. Because they were in the middle of the sea, unsure of location, and they were tossed by the waves. So a lot of times when we share this story, we seem to forget that they were already in the midst of a storm. There was a lot happening. It says the wind was contrary. It was contrary to the word that they had received. It was contrary to their life. Contrary to what they expected. And says, and right in the midst of that, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. And of course they were scared. Because they thought it was a ghost. They didn't believe that it was Jesus. And so they cried out in fear. But you know what? Jesus said something. He says, be of good cheer it is i then he says do not be afraid in other words you can choose whether to react in fear or not and peter said lord if it's you let me get out of this boat that is full of fear and let me come to you and jesus said one simple word come that's our jesus he always encourages us to do it in fear fear or not jesus says move don't stop just move and just come to me. He says the assurance you have and that should make you happy or make you rejoice is the fact that it is I. I'm the one asking you to come. And I'm saying come towards me. Don't go towards the goal. 
come towards me. Whatever assignment Jesus has given you, just walk towards him. Don't focus on being the best author. Don't focus on being the best musician. Don't focus on being the best parent. Don't focus on being the best at your office. Don't focus on being the best or fulfilling what God has asked you to do. All he's saying is, come to me. I am the focus. If you keep your eyes on me, then you don't have to be afraid. And so Peter takes the bold step and he walks towards Jesus. But verse 10 tells us that when he saw the wind was boisterous. Remember, just because Peter put his leg on the water and he began to walk on water did not mean that the storm ended. Because we always focus on the fact that he walked, but the storm was there. In other words, Peter did it afraid. There was fear before he took the first step. The thing that was causing the fear did not stop. He kept moving irrespective. He kept walking towards Jesus. But at some point, the wind was so boisterous. At some point, the fear became intense. He was afraid. He was so afraid that he began to sink. But he did something that we all need to do in the place of fear. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And the Bible says immediately, not a second later, not an hour later, not a week later, not a month later, and definitely not a year later. The Bible says that immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And this tells me that the remedy to fear is faith. And the Bible says that when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Not a minute before. The thing that kept Peter was the fact that Jesus was with him. Jesus held his hand, saved him from drowning, and walked him to the boat. And it was only when they got their victory that the fear itself ceased. The storm stopped when they got into the boat. Not a minute before, not a minute after. So Peter and Jesus encountered the same situation. And Peter, being frail as a man, was afraid. But what did he do? He did it afraid. And the confidence he had, which was the confidence that Jesus gave him, was the fact that Jesus said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Let your focus be on me. Do not be afraid. Do not allow fear to take over. And that's what he's saying to you this morning. Do not allow fear take over. Isaiah 41 verse 10, the Amplified Bible, says, Do not fear anything. This is God's word to you this morning. Do not fear anything. Do not fear your lecturer. Do not fear your parents. Do not fear that challenge. Do not fear that health scare. Do not fear that negative report. Do not fear them in your office. It says, do not fear anything. Why? For I am with you. Do not be afraid. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured. I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand. A hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. That's a good place to say hallelujah right there. We are so sure it's a hand of victory. 
So in the end, we win. We are sure that it will end in praise because his right hand is holding us. It's a hand of justice. It's a hand of power. That means that it is full of power and it will get us the victory. And it is also a hand of salvation, meaning that like Peter, every time we cry out, Lord, help me immediately. Remember, not a second later, immediately he stretches out his hand, his righteous right hand to save us. It's a hand of justice. It's a hand of power that brings victory and it's a hand of salvation. So this morning, my challenge to you is no matter what it is that is making you afraid, whether it is real or imagined, step out and look at Jesus. Keep your eyes on him and keep walking towards him. And if for any reason the fear refuses to stop, cry out and say, Lord Jesus, save me. And I guarantee you immediately his righteous right hand of justice, of power, of victory and of salvation will be right there to save you. So this morning, step out and do it afraid. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Kongwa.